0: Hey, we tell people we're on the Carolina Outdoors. When does that air? 5 a.m. to 6 via the airwaves of WBT Radio. For many of you who are listening to us that way, you're still in bed. (laughs) A whole lot of people are up early heading for work. We do know that. We're glad that you're joining us, whether you're in medicine, transportation, maybe business, we're glad that you're joining in as well. If you miss any of this edition of the Carolina Outdoors, we encourage you to head over to Highlights of the Carolina Outdoors podcast. You can find it at jessebrowns.com or wherever you subscribe and listen to your podcast. Nonetheless, we're here to talk about the outdoor things for you to do in the Carolinas and beyond, and we're going to talk to some of the people that are helping make those things happen. Your host on the program each week are Wes Lawson.
1: Well, you know, hey, Bill Barty. So here's a little something for you to think about. Have you ever heard of the word, and I'm going to pronounce it two different ways. Yes. uh, Either a juggerum or a ugarum. It's a Roman unit of area equivalent to a rectangle about 240 feet by 120 feet, which would be about 28,800 square Roman feet or a quarter (laughs) hectare. Do you know what that's for? Is that the Southern Christmas Show?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, don't Jesse you Jesse Brown's booth? So that uh-huh.
1: is we're gonna. This is a big tease for the third segment. Oh yes. So this is about a crop <laughs> that you can sow down once. It will last ten years. The crop may be cut four to six times a year. The Ugarum or the jugurum, however you want to pronounce it, is of abundant, significant abundance, so sufficient for three horses to feed all year. Or cows that are on their own. It's alfalfa. That's a whole bunch of crazy history on a plant that has been around in Europe since (laughs) Pliny the Elder. Uh, And we're going to talk about its importance for deer hunting, especially out west, But before we talk about that, since it's a crop, it needs rain, we're going to talk about rain just a little bit because we're getting it and how that affects the streams and the fishing, which means we've got to call somebody a little bit who we love getting on this show.
0: I love it. So this is the Carolina Outdoors in the fall. Going to talk a little bit about fishing, a little bit about hunting. Fish and deer.
1: Yeah, some get some silage in there too. A little little <laughs> yeah. green cover cover crop. You know why not? So it's you know it was it has been cool. It has been hot. It has been dry. Now it's wet. It's you know weather is happening, Bill. And finally, it's starting to maybe feel like the fall. We already had a blood moon. Oh, we had a we had that lunar eclipse earlier in the week. So we got a blood moon out of the way. Got that going for us right wow. after Halloween.
0: So. I, I, blood moons and red tides down on the coast. Uh, Sounds
1: like a bad thing. I think if you combine those, that's that's not where you want to be. You probably don't want to uh, make any major life decisions during the— the intersectionality of a blood moon and
0: a red tide. I think we talk about this every time that uh, the the rain does come in, especially from those storms that are coming in, whether it be from the Atlantic, from the Gulf, wherever they're coming from. But uh, for many of our friends out there who are outdoor enthusiasts who are going to be around water, um, we always like to talk about how to be safe. So if you are a hiker. And have any kind of stream crossings, please pay attention to where you are crossing and how deep that uh, it is that you are crossing. If you're carrying a backpack, which you should be because that's where your raincoat may be, that's where Uh your water, that's where your snacks, all of that sort of thing is. If it is of any weight, always remember to unbuckle your hip belt. Why is that? That's because if something bad happens and uh, and you fall, you're able to get out of that weighted backpack, get it off of your back so that you can remain safe. We're not encouraging to cross any streams that are dangerous. Sometimes the answer is to go to plan B. I've been on those kinds of hikes where a stream crossing came up and it was just too great for uh, us to get across. We went upstream, we went downstream trying to find a a ford to cross. It was a relatively small stream, but because of the rainfall that had come in, just like this storm that has come in, if you're listening to us early on a Saturday, it has uh, just come through, bringing us a lot of rain and we'll take that rain, but we want to be safe on the hikes. Uh, I've had to go to plan B on hikes. Also, if you're an angler, this time yep. of year, so many people are wade fishing, Up in the mountains, well, before we go into fishing, I should say setting up campsites as well. You need to pay attention to where you're setting up your campsite, where you're setting up your tent. Make sure you're not in a flood zone. And if you think you may be, then move to higher ground.
1: Well, and also look up. If you've got a bunch of of, uh, branches above you that look questionable, we don't need any Widowmakers falling on. Because as good as your tent is, it is not um, crush-proof.
0: One thing going now. I'll delve into the the waiting trips. Uh, to me, this is imperative. You must. Ha- this is a required tool for uh, waiting. Is a um, waiting staff.
1: Yeah, it's a good one.
0: It is just a single staff that uh, these days they're very compact. They they'll they can break down. You wear them in a holster if you're not using them, but they are so helpful. I have been on fishing trips with older people who do not use wading staffs. I use them in four, four inches of water. Maybe I'm an older person, too, but I'm talking about older than me. It is required.
1: You know, you, you you can check the depth of water. It can help getting up and down the stream bed easier or the bank. It's so much safer, and no matter your age, if we can avoid an injury, especially a serious one, if you bump your head the wrong way, mm, that's yes. it. Or you twist your back or your ankle Now you're a burden to everybody else because you wouldn't use a waiting staff. And that's, frankly, that's a bunch of nonsense. So get one, use one. You'll like it, and your family will appreciate
0: it. A waiting staff. I was going to say waiting belt. I wear a waiting belt as well, but it's because it makes me look a little skinnier. I hear that they're important for safety reasons as well. They, they it, w-
1: it will help <laughs> slow down the, the water that comes in if you do if you do take a, a, a digger. But, yeah, they it, are
0: slimming. And they, they they make you look skinnier. Yep, they are slimming. Hey, we're going to jump in. We're going to invite Dave Bergman on to find out about waiting trips here in western North Carolina, what's happening that way. And then segment three, we're going to find out about alpha, alpha fields and maybe that Roman measurement. I don't even, a uh, 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 juggaloo? Is that in? Whoa, whoa. That's the same clown posse, isn't it? Well, we got a whoop whoop back there. Anyway, we're gonna find out about that with David Gaskins. He's gonna talk to us about deer hunting. He's Wes Austin. I'm Bill Barti. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors.